A three-run homer that kind of broke the backs of the Rangers last night. Uh, the Astros on the road, of course. They go on to win the game 10-3. And in case you're wondering, we're going to keep you updated on their game going on right now against the Rangers. Uh, right now, Astros up 1-0 going into the bottom of the fourth. It hasn't been the bats that have been on display. They have been flashing some leather. Both teams have been making some great plays. The star of the game, well, Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman. He hit a bomb, and I mentioned they were flashing leather. He took away a double down the left field line. I mean, uh, sensational Alex Bregman. That's what we expect from Alex Bregman because he is one of you know, the players in Major League Baseball, and he's right here from Albuquerque, as we all know. All right, we're here till 6 o'clock. Then we go to Chase Field in Arizona, Game 4 of the National League Championship Series. The door is now kicked open wide uh, for the Diamondbacks to get back into this. It was a dramatic 2-1 walk-off win. Both teams had ample opportunities uh, to just put the games away. Uh, Phillies lead uh, the series 2-1, to one, but um, looking forward to tonight. We'll have that game right at 6 o'clock, and it's going to kick off a weekend of live sports here on 101.7 The Team that will keep you very interested and updated on what you want to see and hear. And again, uh, we are in the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, the Astros and the Texas Rangers 1-0 Astros, and uh, the Rangers are going to bat in the bottom of the fourth. We'll keep you up to date on all that kind of stuff. All right, um, so, Sam, uh, you know, the opportunity now for the D-backs to get back into it. Like, poor performances. After they had just trounced the Brewers and the Dodgers, uh, they come out of Philly kind of wounded, especially, you know, the previous game. Uh, they lose 10 nothing, and then their scoreless innings uh, goes into the 15th before uh, they're able to, to tie the game up and win it 2-1, to one, go D-backs. I mean, that's what I'm going for. The regional team, D-backs, uh, let's see them uh, take the World Series, Sammy. You, you kind of sold me on that one. I mean, obviously, I like the Philly story. My, my dad grew up in Philly, so there's always a special place in my heart for the Phillies. But you kind of got me sold on this Arizona team. And especially now that they eliminated the Dodgers, you kind of just want to see how far a team like that can go. They look the way that they probably should have. You know, maybe 15 innings scoreless is a long, long time, and it certainly is. But we know Philly is the better team in this series. Philly is not your prototypical wildcard team. They're, they're playing exactly the way that we thought both the Braves and Dodgers would and probably should. They are the better team, but you leave that door open for Arizona, and they are as opportunistic as can be. Philadelphia Phillies, you have officially been warned. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I'm with you in terms of the Philly story, but uh, you know all those cities on the East Coast at one time or another, uh, another of experiences. Whether it's in baseball, football. I mean, the Eagles were just in the Super Bowl. You know all this kind of stuff. You know the 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 fans out here in the desert Southwest. They need things. You know, we we were able to get the Nugs to win the NBA championship. The Golden last year. Knights. The Golden Knights out in the desert. Yeah, keep I it mean, going. 
Adam, share the wealth. By the way, I'm Joe O'Neill. We are live from Santa Ana Star Casino Hotel, Legend Sportsbook. I probably should have mentioned that, but everybody knows we're here every single Friday from four to six. And uh, anyway, we're out here, uh, Adam and I, and Sam's back in the studio. So, Adam, you heard us going back and forth a little bit. Do you have any, and if, you know, you're such, you, you usually, uh, you know, go the other way. Who are you pulling for to yeah, win the I, World Oh, Series? yeah, let's hear I, this. <laughs> I, I, it's a couple things, okay? I am going for Arizona over uh, Phillies, right? Okay. Um, and I, and, I'm and you're you a Red Sox fan, too, which is kind of like okay. weird to begin with. But no, go no, ahead. When you're from Albuquerque. No, it's not. Yes. But, okay, anyway, it's. I, I will say this. When I was in, in high school, obviously going against the Yankees, I'll never forget when the Diamondbacks uh, defeated Yankees in one of the best oh, series I've ever seen, yes. right? And that crowd was nuts for Game 7. And you had, obviously, Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. And so I really uh, enjoyed that from Arizona, right, because they were kind of a newer franchise at that time. So they really haven't been – I know they've danced in the playoffs a little bit, but they haven't really sniffed like they have from Chase Field like this in a while. So I, I think it's cool, and I am kind of rooting for that underdog story. I will say I am I am a local guy. And I do enjoy myself some Alex Bregman. You mentioned he went yard Agreed. a moment ago. And so I like to continue to see him just pile it on. I understand there are a lot of people that are against the Houston Astros for obvious reasons. But um, I, I think maybe similarly we might get into that a little bit later from the college football side of whether people are uh, uh, – you know, kind of cheating, quote unquote, or not. But I will go. I will go local and Alex Bregman, baby. Yeah, no, the statute of limitations for that whole Astros cheating, cheating thing is like been expired. So I'm ready to move on from that. You know, they've answered all of those questions. Last night, even though um, the the Astros pulled away ten to three, Sam. People are going to see that final score, but not realize like there was like a key moment in that game. Uh, and why don't you go ahead and explain it? Because one of the weirdest ways to get tagged out in the history of baseball happened yesterday. Yeah, it's another one of these uh, fluky rules, a la a football player with the toenail of his pinky toe on the sidelines on the white chalk, and we got to have the NBC it to figure out if it was a catch or not. So. 7-3, the Astro, uh, the Rangers are batting last night. They're down 7-3. It's the bottom of the fifth. Got runners on first and second. Nobody out. So the tying runs on deck. This is a very pivotal point in the ballgame. Former Dodger Corey Seager, who's been one of the best players in the postseason and just been killing it for the Rangers. Corey Seager. Left-handed in the box. Frozen rope down the first baseline. It was clocked at 108 miles an hour off the bat. <laughs> But it goes right to Jose Abreu at first base, the Astros' first baseman. He catches it, and then he tries to double up Marcus Simeon at first base. He slides back in and is initially called safe, but we go to the review, and there is a batting glove that is sticking out of Marcus Simeon's back pocket, and it wasn't even the glove that got tagged. It was the fingers on the glove that were sticking out of the pocket that gets called for an out. It's a double play, and it's a rally killer. To end, the, to end the game. And so it almost feels like we're back to a, a familiar place in sports radio of one of these fluky things that has a big impact on a game like that. Well, the thing about I was actually listening to the game at that time, and initially he was called safe. Right. Simeon was called safe diving back. Because you just uh, assume you know, his body Dusty didn't get Baker touched. Gets the head. Excuse me? You just assume because his body didn't get touched. R- correct. Correct. But then once 
you know, they were we were listening to the review. Tim Kirchens up there. You know, whatever he says, you know, is going to be fact. And he goes, I think they got the flat, you know, the the finger of the batting. And I'm like, it's over. And of course, that would be part. Remember, Sam, how many times have you seen guys at the plate that that jump back and somehow the ball grazes like the arm of their uniform, uh, and you know, take your base right at them. I mean, I mean, it happens, know, that's, but that's silly too. <laughs> no, you can't differentiate. There can't be a gray area. I mean, you know that those are that's the way it goes. I feel like there's always a gray area in baseball. Well, you know what I mean. I, I, that's what I, how I feel. Well, I, the biggest uh, man, like the, the, I'll just tell you, like this this whole thing with guys going into the bases now and have to having to hug them like they're teddy bear and in like like the the bases they they slide, but at the same time they're they're like worried less about like getting there ahead of the ball. They're worried about how in the heck am I going to make sure my foot doesn't come off a millimeter and when this guy's going to pull the tag on me. And not only that, but the second, you know, the baseman's going to try to nudge you a little bit and push you off before the umpire doesn't see it. So... I mean, there, there has to. I mean, I get that nobody feels saying, sympathy yeah. for their base runners, but well, yeah, but, little but, things like that. If they can replay, yeah. that the, the the replay is what what got all this stuff going. Okay, if the if if the runner meet beat the the old days, it was basically if the runner beat the ball, he's safe. If the ball beat the runner, he was often out, even if they didn't even like make a tag. If you could just make a swipe tag, if the ball beat, you know, very rarely. It, did it's the, almost um, like against common sense a little bit, right? It because is. Because you were off the, the bag a millimeter for just a split second, even though you had beaten it and made the play, right? You had beaten the throw and the tag. So I agree with that, that I think sometimes, and I feel like this with a lot of sports guys, we could go a rabbit hole, we won't, but it, you know, I feel like reviewing things sometimes, especially in super slow motion, kind of it kind of beats the point of the whole purpose of why you would review something. <laughs> because, in other words, like, it's supposed to be the judgment of the official, and when you slow it down to the degree you're talking about, then it, it almost takes it past the skill set yeah, of the I, individual. I'll use an example. In, Go. in soccer, like, they have VAR, right? They review a penalty. And when you slow mow a, a play down, if you just touch somebody and they're falling, maybe their their momentum is going one way, it looks like a foul in slow-mo. And then you just show it in real speed, and you're like, okay, that's not a foul. So everything looks like it could be a foul. And I think, like, that's the point of this is when we really slow something down and say, oh, his leg was off the back for a split second even though he was there. Like, come on. Right, because to me, here? like, th- this is the equivalent of, like, I mean, you use a great example, Joe, about, you know, if, if the batter tries to scooch back to avoid getting hit by a pitch and it hits his jersey, technically that ha- that counts as a hit by a pitch. This, what happened with Marcus Simeon, would be the equivalent of if it hit the button on his jersey, his buttoned-up jersey, it didn't hit the jersey, it just hit the one button and bounced off, and we're calling that a hit by a pitch. There has to be a place where it's an, it's not even his jersey, it's an extension of the jersey, and yeah, obviously no. it's going to be when it's more consequential like this, but... It just it, it to me it's good to me it goes too far. It does, but that hasn't been an epidemic. I just use that as I mean, and it's not been an epidemic that guys' batting gloves have gotten 
uh, tagged. Um, so my thing is just like it was, like you said, freakish. Uh, I, you know, I mean, it was a rally killer for it the was. double play. The the rally killer though was the play that Abreu made on the line drive, like to get the first out. Because if that ball's over his head, it's rattling around in the right field corner, and you've got men on second and third, and a run scored. And like you said, it's time for a rally. Uh, the first out hurt. The second half. Or if he just know, doesn't Olay because he don't want that smoke 108 off the bat. That thing's got a, a oh. trail behind it. Yeah, and that's after Seager had hit one to like left center. You know, a bomb, you know, earlier in the game. I mean, uh, we're just seeing like outrageously good play uh, from a bunch of different, you know, guys. And uh, the thing about it is like the, the games have not really had any drama. But let's move into uh, yesterday's game between the D-backs and the Philly. There was all the drama you needed on that, right? Right. I mean, you guys are talking about the 2001 World Series. That just happens to be the last time the Phillies won a postseason game on a walk-off hit in the game that decided the 2001 World Series. Game 7, Luis Gonzalez. That was the last walk-off postseason hit last night, which is the third in franchise history for the Diamondbacks. I will tell you this. You guys are you you want to talk about instant replay? Okay, here's another thing that has changed game. Okay, I'm watching this game right here. Uh the uh the Astros are batting in the top of the 5th. They have a runner on first with one out. Uh double play ball to the to the shortstop Seager. He flips to the second baseman. Uh, that's Simeon, right? Yeah, Marcus Simeon again, okay. who we were just talking about. Okay, okay. So, uh, it's like he knew it, we were talking hits, about. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, on the flip, Simeon uh, like drops the ball while he's trying to make uh, the throw to first. Well, here's the deal. Um, he did not control the ball, and it when it dropped. So instead, of, it used to be the automatic out. It was on the transfer. Now with replay, as they just showed, he never caught it clean. So instead of being it like uh, he's out at second on the fours, uh, you know the guy will be safe at first. Uh, you know on the transfer, no, Simeon didn't, never caught the toss uh, from Seager, and therefore. It was reviewed in just like a half a second, and now the Astros have first and second with one out uh, here in the top of the fifth, leading 1-0. So that should have been a double play ball. We'll see how uh, it comes back, if it comes back to haunt them, and uh, we'll keep you updated, obviously, on what's going on there. So See, the ball uh, can, touch the, it can touch the finger of the glove sticking out of his pants, but it's not enough for the ball to touch his hands for it to count as the out. Dude, he's really Sam's really spun up about this glove yeah, thing, isn't he? Hey, I promise I didn't on. even bet on the Rangers. I just I'm here for justice for Marcus Simeon. All right, so uh, it's, um, National League. We, yes, we haven't had much drama. We got a walk off. Is it? It's a, it was the first walk off of the postseason, if I'm correct. Correct, Sam? Yeah, for, uh, first one at least by by my memory, first one and. First one for the Diamondbacks since Luis Gonzalez and Tony Womack were hitting walk-off hits. In that out. There's a name for you, Tony Womack. The when other- I think of Tony Womack, I think of him as a, a Pittsburgh Pirate. He came up with the Pirates. Uh, and then he moved on. Are you, dude? Google it because if I if I'm wrong, I want to correct it right now. See where Tony Womack first played when he got into the major leagues before he made his way. He, you know, he, he late in his. No, career, you are correct. 
Am I correct? Okay, good, good. So yeah, he did that for the D-backs in a in a National League Championship Series, I think, against the uh, the Cardinals, right? Game five of the NLDS against the Cardinals, and then later on in in the World Series, and everything that we've seen so far shows that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting that I'm going to sit here and say that the Diamondbacks are going to come back and, and win the rest of the series, but they're a team that really feeds off of having just a little bit of momentum go their way. Something goes right, and now they feel like maybe the pressure is off a little I'm, bit. I'm they were with pro- you. They were probably tight with that scoreless streak going 15 innings. Now you start to get the team that's playing with house money again. That's what I'm saying. You've been warned, Phillies. You guys are feeling good about yourself over there. There's another team that likes to play that game. Yeah, uh, I and you know here's the thing is even to get that uh, win last night, it wasn't like they were hitting balls into the gaps. I mean, they were dinking and dunking. That's how they do it. And and well, not against the Dodgers, but that's how. What I'm saying is those are the kind of hits that you're like. Uh, they can spur on like teams enough to you know a, a bloop and a, a walk and a bloop or whatever you know and and right Adam I mean I, I feel like you're, I'm with you go, here I'll, as, as I, far I think as the Diamondbacks come back and win again uh, tonight in resounding fashion I so I, I I'm gonna go I think it's a little bit opposite guys I don't know as if they found any momentum I mean they barely squeaked by in a game they had to have at home in front of a nasty crowd that's just craving that kind of a game correct and. I mean, I don't know as if their pitching is proven, especially in the first two games on the on the road. Phillies are just bombing all over the place, setting records, oh. really. So I don't know. I don't know if, if if there is crazy momentum and a walk off in the ninth, maybe. But like, they haven't shown that they could get consistent hits at all, right? Fifteen that, innings, fifteen innings. No, and it was enough. Scoring. They were even like leaving a bunch of guys on. And they, they squeaked. They did. Right? They, uh, they hey, did have scoreboard. The roof. <laughs> yeah, they had the roof closed. I don't know what justifies opening or closing it or whatever. I don't think the temperatures are brutal there, but I'm not there, and they very easily could be like 98 degrees, and it could be you know uncomfortable in there. So I'm assuming they'll have the roof closed again, and the ball did not carry like we see it sometimes. So the description of Arizona is like it's it's not like Coors Field, but it's like between. Uh, every other field, as far as the ball carrying and course field, la- yesterday not the case.